If you like water, then you'll already like 72% of me. Looking for a woman to S-U-C-K-M-Y-D-I-C-K. S, spend time with me. U, understand me. C, care about our relationship. K, keep me close. M, miss me when I'm gone. Y, yell my name. D, define our relationship goals. I, inspire me to grow. C, cherish me dearly. K, kiss my penis with her mouth. I may be a communist, but if I see a fine capitalist girl, you bet I'm going to be trying to seize the means of that booty. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. what is up guys hello long time no talk you may be asking yourself why (laughs) julietta is like knee deep in finals it feels like hell maya's knee deep in alcoholism she's hungover (laughs) living two very different lives both on the edge yes (laughs) um but yeah, we haven't been able to post for the past week because we've just been so busy. Um, things have been going on, but thank you to everyone who reached out and asked what was up. Um, to all three of you. <laughs> We're not lying. You should see our sink. It's disgusting. Yeah. Just everything about our lives. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, we're going to try, guys. We're going to try to get on a set schedule, Wednesdays and Sundays. We have coffee right now. And by we, you mean like I'm going to keep trying to get you i mean yeah (laughs) luckily the semester ends this week and then i'll have a month and a half to like really give you guys some good content and then she'll have a real job (laughs) (laughs) and then she'll have a real job and she can support me in this podcast yes i will be your sugar daddy um maya what was that at the beginning of this episode Wow. What you just heard was a lovely Tinder bio. I don't think I swiped on this guy, but I just got a kick out that of his is bio. Your loss, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I wasn't ready for that much awesomeness in my life. You didn't even meet him and he was writing you poetry. I know. I know. I know. It's crazy. A suck my dick acrostic poem, like that would immediately get me wet. What are you doing? Like, obviously <laughs> the dating thing is not going well for you. Oh, it's uh, it's going. It's going. Isn't that the saddest response? Someone's like, how's it going? You're like, ah, it's going. It's like <laughs> the most Brooklyn thing in the fucking world. It's like, oh, it's going. The time is passing. The days are, the dates are coming. They're going. I'm not really sure who I am anymore as a person, <laughs> but it's going. I just feel the passing of time. <laughs> it's good. So today we wanted to talk about how do you know if you're on a good first date? On a good date, too, in general. Yeah. I think first dates, though, are very particular. Oh, are they? Yes. <laughs> um, because they're just so much more, like, lighthearted. There are certain things yeah. you shouldn't They're really nerve-wrecking as fuck. Anyone else get, like, uh, panic, anxiety, nausea when I they have a first date? Probably so many people do. Oh, my God. It's terrifying. I've started... I don't know. I don't really get that anymore because it's just happened so many times. Um, but yeah. Yeah. You said like the first thing you had, you were really nervous. Oh, for my first date? First date. Yeah. Um, once I got out of my long-term relationship and I started dating again, that date I was so, I was a wreck. Like <laughs> the whole day. 
And I think my biggest advice for anyone who is feeling nervous for a first date, plan something beforehand, like with Mm -hmm. your friends, go hang out or do something just with another person. Like don't stay in your head, you know? Yeah. Be busy. Like, like if you work on a Friday, do it on a Friday. For sure. Go from work to getting ready to the date. For sure. Don't have any time to like think about it. Just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Um, I don't know if I should encourage, like, having, like, a glass of wine or something or a beer, but that can also be an option. I don't really do that, but... Yeah, I think it depends. You know your limits. I personally wouldn't. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. So, have you been on, like, any really good first dates recently? Yes. I finally had a second date. Um, (laughs) yeah. 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 Um, I don't... Where do I even begin with that? I'm going to sound like every basic bitch on, like, the dating apps. But, like, honestly, like, number one is laughter. Mm. Like, and just, like, oh, here's a weird one. Like, feeling like myself. Or liking the side of me that's brought out by that person. Mm -hmm. So, I had a date that wasn't a good first date. It was for them, but it wasn't for me. Where, like, I had to, like, pretend. Like, I was laughing at their jokes, but I knew that... It wasn't genuine to me. Like, it was kind of funny, but, like, I knew it wasn't, like, my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have... You understood it, but it wasn't, like, something that you appreciated. Yeah, I was just laughing to, like, encourage them, and, and it wasn't as genuine as it could have been, and... Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't know. Maybe that's the actress in me, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like to act. I don't want to act on a date. Mm-hmm. That's a good one to me. No acting. Just being completely genuine and raw. Yeah. By you. I think in terms of laughing, my best first dates were dates where, like, within the first 10 minutes, we were, like, mm-hmm. already on the same vibe in terms of humor, and we were just trying to one-up each other and, like, challenge yeah. each other. Yeah. I've had a few like that, and they were great. Um, but, yeah, I think also... It, my jokes are very particular and like dry and dark and if someone gets them and appreciates them I know it but like if someone is laughing just because they understand them but they don't appreciate dark humor like I can sense that too right and that's sort of a turn off for me it's also about having like a repertoire Mm. of like um back and forth banter and jokes like you're not just the only one making the jokes you're both right. making jokes. You're both trying to up the ante. Ante. You're like because when you're sharing a humor, you're also sharing communication and intellect. Mm-hmm. You're on the same level. You're compatible in that aspect because you usually have to be a similar level of like intelligence to make like because in- humor is is intelligent, right? And there are some humors that are more intelligent than others. Right. It took me a while to realize the difference between me being funny on a date and them just laughing along Mm. between like me being funny and the other person being funny yeah you know because I don't I can hold the conversation on my shoulders but I don't want to yeah so no for sure also okay this is like a weird thing so I'm finding that like I might be in the right job field with a psych degree because people really like opening up to me (laughs) (laughs) so I love that Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I, I feel special, and I feel... Maybe it's, like, the mother in me that, like, I just love, like, when people 
like open up to me and talk to me about their live. I love like li- like I love listening to like new information, just like anything about the brain. Obviously, you know, nerd. Um, <laughs> I want to hear your deepest and darkest. Also, I get to weed out your uh, your Freudian issues, but that's yeah. another topic. <laughs> um, yeah, when someone opens up to me, and okay, so the problem is people will open up to me and then they'll talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and I mentioned this in another podcast where it's like oh, like when do I get to talk mm-hmm. like I don't there's a difference between like talking 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 you guys just keep talking and you're so excited to talk but to each other you were talking yeah like you can even both be very talkative and like cutting each other off in a good way but then when you feel like you can't butt in mm-hmm. like that is a problem yeah like, I don't think interrupting each other is necessarily a bad thing as long as, like, exactly. it's balanced. Exactly. And, like, this bad day I went on where, like, I wasn't genuinely, like, laughing or I wasn't, like, feeling the humor. Like, that, it, was, it was like that. He just kept talking, 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 talking and then didn't ask me any did, questions. Did you feel like you were asking most of the questions? Yeah. I asked a lot of questions. I was very good. I was, like, very proud of myself. I was asking so many questions. And, of course, like... People love that when you do that. They mm-hmm. love that. They want to, like... People love to talk about themselves. It's natural, you know? But, like... It has to be reciprocated. And that can be either, like, just bad tech... Like, people get carried away, but they also can just be, like, a lack of, like... It's just a turn-off. Yeah. It's not a good first date if, like, no one... You haven't asked me a question or, like, stop to hear what I have to say. Right. You know? I think it might also just show, like, maybe he's not into you. Or maybe he's nervous. I think he was very into me, and I think he was nervous. And that was definitely... Yeah, I think he was definitely into me, because he wanted a second date. But... Mm. I don't know. It was rough. Yeah, I've been on first dates where it's mostly me asking the questions. Um, mostly because, like, I'm a really good listener. And I'm also, I am. <laughs> and I'm also good at op- like having people open up with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when I'm listening, like they can really tell that like I'm processing, and you know I'll jump off of that. But it's not like a fun experience for me, mm-hmm. because like even though I'm a good listener, I also like talking about myself. Um, so yeah, so if I'm doing a lot of the work, then that usually doesn't make me want to go on a second date i'm extroverted so like that's a little bit taxing after a while that's why i'm not a therapist right now like because i don't know how much i could take of that and like i'm introverted but i still want some like i still want to feel like the other person wants to know more about me yeah and you know what it is too it's not even like i think it's what you're saying about nerves it really is like people just don't think about it Mm -hmm. like they just go in and they're like nervous and they go into it and there it just happens and it's not intentional and it doesn't always mean they don't like you. They do like you. It just... I think part of that is so many people are afraid of awkward silences. Yeah. You know, I think that's the biggest fear on a first date, mm-hmm. especially if you don't go on them a lot. And so people just keep talking in order to avoid that. Yeah. Because then it's like the longer an awkward silence goes, the harder it is to come out of yeah. it. I saw on Reddit, this guy said he, when he has a bad date... And the other person, the girl, thinks that it's a good date. It's because he was trying to fill the awkward silence with asking questions. Mm-hmm. So he asks questions, questions, questions. And because she's talking about herself, she's having a great time. Mm. And he's not. So. Yeah. I actually asked my friend this yesterday. And I was like, do you feel like 
if you ask a lot of questions on a first date, like it's a bad sign. And she said, um, if I'm talking a lot to fill the space, Mm. then that's how I know it's a bad sign because I don't want to reach that awkward silence. And she also said, like, if the other person is, like, not speaking a lot and um, mm. and there's no real, like, dialogue between the two people, yeah. that's how she knows. You have to feel like you're not feeling the silence. You have to feel like you're, you, you want to tell them something. You have to feel like, oh, my, like, oh, wait, this relates. Like, I really right. want you to hear about this story and I want to see your reaction to it and what right. you think about it. Not right. like, um, this is awkward. I'm just going to start talking about you know, whatever. Yeah. And I also feel like when there's a dialogue between two people, it's clear when the topic is interesting for both parties. Like, let's say you're talking about something abstract, not even like stories about yourself or your family or, you know, just like talking about like world views or something. Yeah. You know, like maybe politics or film or whatever. Yeah. But it, it's hard because it, it, people can like, Sometimes, like, one person takes the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, you're talking about your past and your life. Like, you're going to take the floor for a minute. Um, and it doesn't mean the other person has to take the floor for the same topic. But it, along the road, there should be them taking the floor for another topic or some kind of equalness. Yeah, I hear that. I feel like if the other person is talking a lot, that's fine. But make sure that you're also then talking a lot, too, after that. Yeah try to especially that's your personality that's my struggle like with that bad first date it's like he didn't really get a sense of who I was because he kept talking and I couldn't really talk and I'm a chatterbox so it's like you don't really know who I am right so you may think you're into me but in reality if we go on a second date I'm gonna be talking a lot and you might not like that but also as a chatterbox on the first date I try to make sure that I don't talk too much Mm -hmm. I try to be aware of when it's too much so like and I did so like for example I had a first date with someone and it was more equal, and I would say, like, the second date was with this person, like, I brought it up a little bit. But also, I was ex- excited. I was like, oh my god, I have so much to tell you, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that's different, because the second date. But, you know, just showing, like, the progression of chatterboxiness, mm-hmm. and how to, like, slowly introduce that. Yeah, I think I know that I was on a good first date if either... Definitely during the date. If at the end of the date, they're like, okay, so when are we doing this a second time? Yeah. Or at least within 24 hours, they plan the second date. That's how I know that it went really well. And also, if the two of you kiss on the first date. I was going to say that. Like, it's really important. And it's not just, like, the kiss. It's about how you feel. Yeah. If the kiss is good, how you feel during the kiss. If you even want to kiss. Because I've kissed Definitely. someone who I didn't want to kiss. Oh, me too. It's Just terrible. so, like, you know, I felt awkward and I felt like I kind of owed it to them. Or, like, I was like, well, I'm already here. And mm-hmm. it's the most uncomfortable thing and I regretted it so much the next day. Yeah. But I just, I didn't know how to say no when mm-hmm. they asked, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's another thing. I think it's possible for one person to think that the first date is going really well and then the other person to like just really not be vibing with it at yeah. all because I think that guy definitely thought that he was on an amazing first date and I just wasn't into it. There are so many factors though. Like like that kiss I had that I didn't want. It was a decent kiss. Like it was fine. It actually was like better than I thought it would be, but I just it, it was it just the fact that I didn't like him made me mm-hmm. uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know? I think because, like, the other person is so into you, mm-hmm. maybe, like, your look, and then 
they're also, you're definitely giving off a certain image when you're on a first date. Like, it's really not your true sense of self. Right. It's, like, maybe, like, an, a stereotype that you're projecting. Like, you're a cool girl. You're a mysterious Especially in the male-female dynamic. Yeah. And so I feel like they get very intrigued by that, and they're very into it. And then they don't consider, like, oh, but what does she think about me? You know? Pursue, pursue, chase, chase, get, get. Go for it. I mean, I admire that. I like people who go for it, though. So it's not like, you know, I could have said something. I don't, I don't put the blame on him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't require people. I don't expect people to be like, can I kiss you? Like, I'm fine with going with the flow. Yeah. Um, I should have gave more body language. That's another thing, ladies. If you don't want, or, or men, if you don't want to, like, kiss someone. Like, I, I read about this in the book that you gave me. I think, um, what's it called? By Florence Given. Women Don't Owe You Pretty. Yeah. Such a good book. Very good book. Very good book. I definitely skimmed it a little too much, but very good (laughs) book. And it was just saying, like, you know, body language. Like, put your, like, cross your arms in front of you. Like, just give a little body language, and then they still try to go for it. Just be like, or just tell them before you kiss. Like, even, like, 20 minutes earlier, be like, hey, like, I'm just not into that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I think communication is so huge, and a lot of problems with, like, the big three dating apps like Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble is people aren't clear about what they want or they'll pretend they want something that they don't want. Yeah. Um, and they're just not, like, clear about what they're looking for. Yeah. And, like, people don't directly communicate. We play games. You know, we text back later than, like, when we saw the message uh, because we want to, like, maintain that elusivity is that a word mm-hmm. yeah um elusiveness yeah yeah you want to make you want to seem elusive you want to seem like oh what's going on with her what's she doing today why isn't she we don't to want me? to it just happens to work like that in our society like women just <sighs> oh we're <laughs> diving deep into maya's 15 year old feminist brain um just uh, people have problems digesting women who are whole like emotional do you mean or just what like, do you mean by that any like dating the dating system kind of encourages like women like I feel like I can, I'm a lot and I feel like I can't I know it's a good date when I can truly just like unleash the a lot and the wholeness mm. Like, because we're not haves looking for haves. We're whole people. And, like, when I can just fucking let that loose and, like, show that, that's when it's a good date. Whereas, like, the bad dates are the ones of, like, the elusiveness where I'm, like, playing playing an act. That's interesting. Like, yeah. And it can be fun for a night or two. Like, especially if you have, it could be a good date still. You know what? It's funny that you say that because I was thinking about this yesterday. Because I have a rule for first dates where I won't talk about like, really serious stuff that has happened in my past. Like, I don't like talking about exes on first dates or, like, childhood trauma. But I don't. And then the guys feel comfortable and open up to me about it. That's Mm -hmm. the funny part, which is fine with me because I'm being more Mm self-conscious about my mysteriousness, right? Right. Right. Carry on, sorry. But, um, so I, I realized that's one of my rules. And then I was on a date yesterday, and I was just so, like... I was open 
with it. And I realized, like, you know a first date is going well is if, like, you sort of put your rules to the side and you're open and you're whole. Like, you present your whole being instead of, like, this perception of you where you don't have these, like, problems, you know? And I was very clear with the guy about, like, my depression and, like, anxiety because I was getting anxious on the date and he could tell and he was super sweet about it. And he was like, hey, don't worry, like... I'm affected by that too. Right. You know, and I think because I was presenting my whole self, like we could actually connect on a level that like we wouldn't have been able yeah. to if we were being superficial. Right. Well, that's my problem too is like often I'll go on dates and like they'll talk about their deep stuff and then for some reason even though they give their deep stuff, I feel like as a woman I can't be like, "Hey." Right. I like and you want to share that, you know, but then it's like kind of like it becomes a red flag for them. Yeah, there's a stigma of being too much. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're a girl of abusive exes, baggage. It's I'm I'm the one with the baggage in 2F. I have baggage. <laughs> <laughs> I have baggage, you know. It's not their people who treat me poorly as fault. It's my fault. Right, it's your fault. Right, even though I go to therapy and obviously I'm talking to you right now and I'm perfectly normal and I'm you know, yeah. very capable and have processed all of these traumas. Yeah. But, like, you want to share that. You want to share that with someone. That's what makes also a first date special is, like, being able to share parts of yourself that you don't usually share to people who are just, you know, acquaintances or friends, you know. So cause that's, that, that's creating a level of intimacy. For sure. Like, I don't know. I always just, like, I'm like, oh, I really want to tell someone about, like, my past. I really want to tell someone about things that have happened to me. And I feel like I can't for a first date and I think a a good first date would be like being able to like say a little bit about that Mm -hmm. being able to open up yeah and knowing that the person isn't going to judge you for it yeah 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 I think I've noticed that the older I date the more the more of a game it feels so like I won't talk about like past trauma traumatic experiences Mm -hmm. because like I have those rules and I stick to them um, and then the younger that I date, the more open they are to, like, listening to those things. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know why that is. Are they more open to talking about them as well? Yeah, about their own experiences, too. I feel like maybe our generation is just more emotional and, like, in tune with that part of their sense of self. Yes, there's less, uh, quote-unquote, toxic masculinity. That's true, too. Yeah, that's a big one. So, um... But yeah, I was actually, so on my date yesterday, the guy, um, I asked him like when his birthday was. She's glowing, guys. I asked him when his birthday was and he was like, do you want to become friends on CoStar? (laughs) Wow. And for anyone who doesn't know, CoStar is that astrology app where you give it your uh, birth date, birth time, and place of birth, and then they'll give you your natal chart. And so you see, like, your houses um, all in, like, your sign composition. Your whole life and personality is spelled out in front of you. Pretty much. And, like, just because you don't believe in astrology doesn't mean it doesn't exist and yeah. is real. Fuck you. Um, but, yeah. And so we added each other and we could see, like, how we were compatible. And we both had Capricorn moons. Ugh. <laughs> but, like, oh, my gosh. I've never met a guy with a Capricorn moon. And I was, like... Wow. And, like, pretty much what a Capricorn moon means is, like, my emotional self is, like, reserved and um, just, like, I won't 
talk about my emotions. Yeah. And, like, I'm pretty much That's a funny. walking robot. Our moons are completely opposite, guys, because I'm a Pisces. And Pisces are, like, hopeless, romantics, like, really dreamy, you emotional people. Yeah. yeah like, const- like, pretty much empaths to a T. Like, just constantly thinking in moods on yeah. the inside. Yeah. I forget what his son's Yeah, son I was, was about to oh. ask that. I think he's an Aquarius. Age of Aquarius. Wait, like, Aquarius is a cool. Yeah, he's Approved. Aquarius. Stamp of approval. <laughs> um, but yeah, and we were going through the CoStar app, and we were, like, pretty much compatible, except for, like, intellect and communication. He That's was me like, and you! And he was like, oh, it's because you're stupid. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I think that's another way you know that it's a really good first date. Roasting? Is if, like, you can roast each other, and both of you love it. Ah, uh, I love it so much. It's great. Yeah. I've, like, it's met a lot hot. of guys that I just wasn't able to and I could tell they were so put off by it and that's how I knew like yeah yeah, you're not going to be able to deal with me it's also a sign of like insecurity that's true too so yeah um we asked some people on Instagram what signs of a good first date were or signs of a good date excuse me what did they say some of these were um sarcastic so we're not going to read those (laughs) ha nice try better luck (laughs) next time (laughs) make make a better response to grab my attention so, wait, what am I doing? Okay. The first one, yeah. I got distracted. Okay, sarcastic, sarcastic. One person put, can't stop genuinely smiling. Smiling. <laughs> English language. Can't stop genuinely smiling. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be crying, so. <laughs> I guess there are times when I, like, hold that back so that they don't see how good of a time I'm having too though. Hmm. But Look maybe at you. but maybe that's me like not coming to the table as a whole person, as the whole version of myself. Because I want to seem one way because I don't want to get hurt. <sighs> Unfortunately the whole version of ourselves can sometimes not be palatable. Or we're taught that it's not palatable, whereas men are taught that it is. Yeah. I think that is what I was getting at earlier. Mm-hmm. But I agree. We love to be smiling all night. We love our laugh lines. Oh, um, you know what? My best dates, just in general, were like when I came home and my cheeks hurt so much from laughing ears. so wide. Yeah. That, those were good. Right. Yeah. Aw. I agree. Yeah. I mean, that's what people... Like, you're not supposed to... You're not supposed to, like, be with someone... If who doesn't strike a certain chord with you doesn't make like people can't make you happy you can't rely on them for happiness mm-hmm. but like you should combine your happiness and Absolutely. have so much happiness <laughs> and it's rainbows and butterflies and I bake you a cake <laughs> <laughs> all right so the next one says you're not annoyed by the end of it yes mm-hmm. yes a hundred percent because you would not believe how many if you go on a lot of dates a lot of first dates mm-hmm. you will be annoyed yeah. It's crazy, but you will be annoyed, and that's so important. And sometimes people are really nice, and, like, you vibe with them a little bit, and you'll still be annoyed. And there's just some – there's an intuition there, and I think especially, like, women have this, and maybe men. Maybe you got to hone in on that. But I know, like, speaking as a woman about my other friends, like, intuition is very big. What was another response? If he makes you laugh. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't fuck on a first date. Let's talk about that. Yeah? Do you fuck on first dates? No. 
<laughs> However, <laughs> I have not. However, if um, I was attracted to you and I wasn't totally repulsed by you and your personality was okay and I knew it wouldn't go anywhere, but like you were decent, like, you know, um, I would fuck you and then I'd probably not talk to you again. <laughs> mm, I see. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not into hookup culture, and I feel like when you have sex on a first date with someone you actually genuinely like, it's, it kind of gives them your whole basket of eggs, and Mm. it kind of sets up a precedent for the rest of, like, your relationship. Mm. I think there's nothing wrong with hooking up on a first date especially if that's like what you want from it no of course not i think before you enter before you go on your first date you should establish clear boundaries with yourself and you should stick with them Mm -hmm. so if you don't want to have sex on a first date don't go to that person's place afterwards don't invite them over just because that's like you know you're you're put basically like inviting the opportunity to happen yeah it will happen um but also, totally nothing wrong with people doing that. And no. also, um, I know a lot of people who, like, ended up in relationships, even when they had sex yeah. on the first date. The good thing about it is you see if, like, you have sexual chemistry there. Um, but personally, I have made it a rule to not have sex on first dates. Because when I have, it's burned me and it's burned me bad. Like, I had a really great first date where me and the guy just, like, totally vibed. I was so intrigued by him because he had such a, like, particular personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went back to his place and, like, I said I didn't want to. And, like, eventually we did anyway. Just because, like, what else are you going to do once you stop talking? And go to someone's house. Yeah. Like, not to normalize that happening if you tell the person, like, hey, I don't want to hook up. But we had sex. And even though it was a great, like, date leading up to that, like, it was good sex, but, like, I left, and then a few days later, he texted me, and he was like, hey, um, I usually don't have sex on first dates because that makes things, like, confusing for me, but I still want to see you again. Mm-hmm. And we never saw each other again because, like, after that, like, I tried to make plans, and, like, it wouldn't happen, and then... He would, like, whenever he would try to make plans, it sounded like a booty call. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. (sighs) I was like, you're 5'8". I'm not going to, like, do that with you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I always say this, the right person, it's not going to matter. Like, the right person, you can fuck them on the first date and it'll work out. That's true. But... It can set, it can set, like I said, it can set a precedent. It could be like. I think if it's like, you know what? It might be a blessing in disguise because if the guy is shitty enough to think like, oh, she fucked me on the first date. She must fuck everyone on the first date. And if he thinks that way about women and like women's sexuality, then like, I don't want to date him anyway, you know? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like it sucks that I don't even get like a chance to like. Yeah. Fuck something up so that a person doesn't want another date with me, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So now I don't do it. Unless, like, it's someone I'm just completely seeking out. Physically. 
physically and like as like a friends with benefits situation we've yeah. like clearly communicated our boundaries and yeah. what we like what we don't like right. what we expect from each other right and this is some like this is coming from like I'm a very sexual person and like in the past both of my monogamous relationships started like very mm. sexually like almost from the start no sorry one was actually yep both were pretty much pure sex from the start and then it kind of evolved because sex can create feelings and emotional bonds yeah um and it was fine it worked out but i definitely wish i could have like like it or not like sex complicates things and it gets into your head um this is not even just like a theory like women release oxytocin when they climax during sex which is the cuddle and bonding hormone so you're naturally evolutionarily inclined to form a bond with the person you just slept with if you if you come mm. okay so it just makes things messy because you end up being with people that you wouldn't necessarily be with if you, if you had had a level head and not had sex right if you because if you wait two three dates you know you actually get to know them you go okay i'm actually into this person you whereas can, if, you can also see like the red flags they give off and the parts yeah. that you don't like about them it's whereas if you fuck right away the emotions and the hormones they all kind of can jade you a little bit yeah for sure i think like one problem with like the big three apps like tinder bumble and hinge is like yeah. even though each of them respectively have their own reputations like tinder's hookups Bumble can be, like, both hookups and, like, casual dating and relationships. And then Hinge is, like, for serious relationships. Mm -hmm. Because, like, we don't communicate with each other, like, what we're expecting from the date. Or, like, from our little, like, relationship happening. Yeah. Like, intentions are so misguided. And, like, I'm, I've had experiences where, like, the guys will wait, like, they'll wait those four dates to have sex with you. And, like, it just feels so confusing. That's also awful. It's, like, you're going to really, like... I think you mentioned this, mentioned this in another podcast episode where you were, like, they just want to butter you up for a few yeah. dates and then fuck you. It's, like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, they end up actually really liking me. I think they never expect to, like, actually have a connection with me where, like... And they think I'll just be, like, any mm. other random person and, like, yeah, we'll get along, but we won't, like, truly have common interests or, like, our personalities won't actually match. And then they do. And yeah. then they're, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, like, oh, this would be, like, a fuck, fuck buddy thing where, like, I get to know her, we're friends, and we fuck. Yeah. Like, I had a recent experience where I went on six dates with someone and, like, on the first date, within the first 15 minutes, like, we were laughing so hard and neither of us even knew why we just loved being like with each other and I think we waited until the fourth date to have sex and mm -hmm. then we had a fifth and sixth of course we had sex on those dates because like once you start fucking you can't finish like you can't stop fucking yes you can I mean you can but like you probably don't if you're only seeing that person like once a week it depends like I if I if I had fucked someone a little early like, on a second or third date, I might, I might, like, for the fourth or fifth, like, not, mm -hmm. like, make sure we stay out, and then I just go home. That's and I, interesting. And I don't care, like, what they think, like, that's just my boundaries, and, like, I need to, like, slow it down. Mm hmm But, yeah, so, we went on six dates, and then he asked to meet me up, um, like, somewhere halfway between us, and, like, he, like, was ending things with me, but he was actually crying. 
And I think because, like, from the start, he knew that it wasn't going to be something, like, long-term. Even, like, a friends with benefits, like, long-term situation, you know? He knew that it was going to be short-lived. But, like, through those six dates, we just, like, connected so much. Mm-hmm. And, like, we didn't realize that, like, it would be, like, right person, wrong time. But that is so frustrating. Like, that's the problem with, again, like, the mixed intentions. It's, like, it's one thing to just be, like, I want to get to know someone a little bit, and then, like, we should fuck a few times. I don't want a relationship. And it's another thing, like, to go on two dates, fuck someone, and be, like, okay, this person's, like, not right for me. You know? Mm -hmm. I tried it. Didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Moving on. You know, those very different. And I think the intentions with the first one is kind of messed up, especially if you don't spell them out. Right. So, I don't know. That's that's Tinder yeah. for you. That's the beauty of, like, the other apps to an extent. Like, okay, cute, but you can pick. Do you want sex right now or love? So if I see someone... By the way, guys, I mentioned this earlier. I joined OkCupid. <laughs> um, you can spell out what do you want, sex or love. So if someone writes sex, I always swipe no. Mm-hmm. I don't want that garbage. No. <laughs> but you may. It's fine. It's just not... It's garbage to me. To me. Um, and you, they also can put what they want. If they're monogamous, they can put... If they want a hookup, short-term dating, long-term dating. They have a great question that's like, oh, how long do you want a relationship to last? And it's like a night, a few weeks, a few months, the rest of my life, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean... Hopefully, if you're picking love, you're picking the rest of your life. Um, I find it odd when you don't, but to each his own. Yeah. I actually asked someone I was with this. I was trying to explain to them, like, why I feel like when women are dating, their expectation is to end up in a relationship, whereas guys will go on dating apps just, like, casually dating, and if they happen to, like meet someone that they know, like, oh, this person is special, like, I want to be in an exclusive thing with them, like, then they'll stop, you know? But I think women get on the apps with the expectation to, like, find a relationship. And guys are like, whatever happens, happens. Right. Guys are more like, okay, I'll casually date, I'll hook up a few times, and, like, maybe, just maybe, I'll find someone for a serious relationship. So, this is a great topic. Which is healthier? Which is healthier? Yeah. Is it, are either right or wrong? Well, I guess that goes into, like, the ethics of these dating apps anyway, because we're really just looking for short-lived connections that, like, maybe will emotionally, like, traumatize us in a way. <laughs> right. Even just, like, like, you guys, I'm a, we talked about I'm a Pisces. I'm an emotional bitch. Like, even getting unmatched with sometimes, it still hurts, okay? It still hurts, and, like, it fucks with you. And, like, it's good, though. It's good to, like, face rejection, which is why we still encourage dating apps, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You definitely have to get to a certain level of comfort with rejection, because Mm -hmm. then I think you're truly accepting just being with yourself. Yeah. And I think if you're going on these apps in order to find a relationship, that's fine, but make sure that you're happy with who you are as a person, first and foremost. Absolutely. And make sure you value your time. Like, make sure you don't let people, like dangle you by a string or cancel on you or you know just waste your time even if your first date is really good like don't let them have I mean you listen whatever happens happens but I'm a big fan of being like if you have things to do like don't compromise those things for your date absolutely like go do your thing tell them I had a great time but I have to go yeah 
I think don't cancel plans with friends for a date. Yeah. Like, there's always another time for a date. Like, your friends are... There for you regardless. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. And I think one of our next episodes is going to be us talking about dating apps outside of Hinge, Bumble, and Tinder. Mm-hmm. So we'll go more into OkCupid, um, which is, like, on the higher end of the spectrum of, like, compatibility ratings before you, like, have to pay for, like, Match or eHarmony. So there's a whole, like, quiz section. It's very in-depth. And then we have the other side of the spectrum. Uh, I joined Field, which is... Um, it's very sex-oriented. You put down, like, what your desires are, what your interests are. You're very open about what you're looking for, and I've found, like, it's definitely a higher caliber of people on there. And it's less games, so emotionally, like, I don't feel like I'm getting hurt by it. You yeah, know? you know what you're getting right out. You know, uh-huh. okay, Cupid, you can you know what you're getting flat out romantically. Yeah. And Field, you know what you're getting flat out sexually. Yeah. The intentions are clear, and that's the beauty of those apps compared to Tinder. For sure. But until then, this has been our episode. Thank you guys for listening this far. Let us know what you think. And till next time. Till next time. Peace. Bye.